Opera, Can You Hear Me? A Conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbaro is a production of EI Publishing in association with EI Alliance. Copyright 2018. Music is courtesy of new threads from their self-titled album. Don't you feel like everything's gonna change, dear? That was just a little bit from the intro of Growing Pains by New Threads, which goes along really well in the series of Oprah, Can You Hear Me? This is our Oprah versus Donald's 2020 podcast. I'm Julie Benetti here with Susan Barbaro, and we're going to share some interesting insights. And these insights go back to a culmination of research that we started back in early 2015, where we were just absorbing all this information as it was coming through about Donald Trump, between his books and his interviews and the people reaction and citizen reaction and all those kind of things. And sometimes not really looking at the politics, but looking at the energy of it all. It did start with the politics because what was interesting in the beginning and then it got quite boring was everybody kept saying what is Trump doing he can't do that how is he doing this he's not allowed to do that and he just Mm. did what he wanted and everyone said how is he doing that and in the beginning it was interesting and it was fascinating that no one could figure out what he was doing so we sat down and we started analyzing it we started reading things and we started looking at it from a different perspective And a lot of things kind of fell in place. And what was being done out in the media world got so boring. And then it just Mm. became everyone was yelling and, you know, calling names. And And there was a lot of feeding on fear and anger. Mm. And and so what we did is we came up with 12 science principles of energy to look at what Donald Trump was doing. How is it that he can relate to the average American? Because he's not the average American. And to answer that, we asked, what would Donald Trump and the average American have in common? Mm. I mean, he's got millions. He, he's got a, a beautiful wife, a model wife. He's got all these things. We don't have to tell you. And when we did that, you know, and actually we wrote in the beginning, but it, it kind of came from a culmination of the end, is the answer was surprising. It was the most basic of wants and needs, not just in America, but across the world. We all want to be ourselves. We feel our most grounded, centered, and at peace where we are able to be ourselves. And whether you agree or not, Donald Trump, and whether you liked him, gave us the sense that he was being himself. And there was something alluring to that, that he didn't care about what everybody else did. He didn't care to fit in. And he was also celebrating the fact and sharing that celebration with everyone else that he was being himself. And what you're referring to is Donald J. Trump, do you stand with him? Who does he stand with? The science and energy behind Trump which is a book that we collaborated on, looking at these science principles, 12 of them, as to investigate the energy part of what it is he could possibly be doing. Once again, we don't support him. We don't know him. We don't not support him. And I'm actually very apolitical. So this was just interesting from an interaction and from an energy standpoint. So the energy we understand If you listen to any of the other podcasts, Julie and I talk about energy. But what we had to do, which made it a little bit enticing for us, that's when we brought in the science. Because we said, we can just talk about energy and people are going to be like, blah, blah, blah. You can say anything you want. Because if you're talking about energy, people say, well, you can't back anything up. So we said, let's take what we know and let's investigate it further. And so that's where these energy concepts came from. Right. And it's not high tech, heavy duty, you know, rocket science conversations about quantum physics, but it does look at the science principle that maybe you've heard a lot of in science classes or whatever, in in education classes through your schooling. 
and it just looks at it, associates the energy to some aspects of what he's doing and why it relates in this series of podcasts that we're doing. And the first two started out humorously about Oprah, because there is that possibility of Oprah versus Donald Trump in 2020. And if she's going to, and she really wants to win, then she's going to have to look at these principles and figure out for herself. She doesn't have to copy him. That's not what it's about. But she has to be herself and be able to stand and use the science principles for herself. As we say, once you have awareness of these principles and how Mr. Trump is applying them, why couldn't you too use the science to be more of yourself? And that's what this is about. And we're going to talk about it. And it'll be interesting to see if Oprah does it. Because we're going to be looking at it as well if she does run. I think she's going to. But if she does run, we're going to look at it and we're going to use these principles to see whether or not she has the momentum behind her. And the funny part about it, too, is if she does run, if she doesn't run, yet oftentimes whether we do something or not, we consider it. So in the consideration, there's an energy and this is a good resource. And actually, it's a resource everyone can use for their own life. And I listen to it and I'm doing this because I'm selfish. I want to use these more in my life. And by reviewing them and analyzing them, I have that more in my sight right in front of me and I'm able to use them more. So get on your crash helmets because we're going to have some fun looking at numbers 1 to 12. I need to stop running from life, I know. I need to stop running away as I grow. So the first principle is the power of positive thinking. So basically, thoughts are energy, whether you believe it or not. Science has proven this. That's the deal. And we're all aware that, you know, if we have pessimistic people around us, kind of that brings you down. When you have optimistic people around you, that brings you up. So the power of positive thinking that we look at aligns with Norman Vincent Peale and what Donald Trump had as an upbringing, being there as a child, listening in, you know, as a younger Trump, listening in the church that he went to with his family to Norman Vincent Peale. And he is just an amazing energy. Everything that he says, the words, the You're power talking about in his Norman, words. Norman Vincent Norman Peale. Vincent Peale yeah. Yes. And so the power of positive thinking is a huge influential book out there that talks about energy and talks about thinking positively and what that does to you and surrounding that around you. And the funny thing, one big part about this number one is that Maybe what makes Mr. Trump different than us is that he has influence over himself. I mean, that's... And his influence supports his belief in himself. And it's that positivity. You know, I don't want to share this because it was a news broadcast, but I heard that every morning he listens to all the positive things that he's done. I mean, if we did that every morning, just think about what a huge vibration increase we would create in our lives of positivity. And then we would just move forward thinking we could do anything. Well, and that's the only way I believe that you can counteract the idea of group mentality if it doesn't support you. If you have that confidence in yourself to do what you choose, doesn't mean there's not going to be controversy. It doesn't mean there's not going to be naysayers. But he's mastered this. I mean, we talk about Trump. We actually think that that actually pushes him forward. Mm. He loves that. Things seem quiet and all of a sudden it seems like things are starting to kind of support him. He goes and does something what what everyone would call Mm. is crazy. And I think that creates it. And he thrives in that sort of environment. And the question becomes, we all try to. Some of us are successful. Some of us are not successful. And I know you said when you're around positive people, you're optimistic and around negative people. 
Yet, if you do what Trump does, you can be around anyone mm, <laughs> and it doesn't yes. matter. So, but, but that's something that's cultivated within and that's, it's not something that you say, oh, I need good people around me. Right. That right, helps, right. but that can't be the end goal. And that's why we take this first principle as a very important principle because Norman Vincent Peale created that huge uplifting momentum that was almost filled with hypnotic energy of persuasion. And that's one of the words that everybody's using for Donald Trump, right? you know, the energy of persuasion. And Norman Vincent Peale used that energy to confront the most uncertain times. And so the only thing I would add to that is that by Trump being in that energy and the fact that so many people aren't able to access that within themselves, when he can be so powerfully confident, you are by definition going to attract the masses. People are going to want to be a part of that because they can't find it in themselves. Mm -hmm. And we talk about Oprah and being a woman. Everyone wants a woman president. And I said in the previous podcast, I'm great for a woman president, but it's going to be the right woman. And Oprah has a lot of followers and people that listen to everything she says. And she has had access to all these gurus. The question becomes, can she step into that space and carry everyone with her the way that Trump is so eloquently able to do? And it's funny because what you said before, his positive thinking is his superpower and his expertise. And the reason why he carries everybody is because he carries himself. So the question becomes, you know, it's one thing to do it for yourself. And many of us struggle with that. And those who do, it's that next level carrying people. And actually Trump does it because he doesn't carry them. Right. But somehow you feel like he's carrying you, but you know, we haven't met him, but I got to believe he doesn't carry anybody and it's an illusion. And so it'll be interesting to see. It will. And and the other side of that too, is that even in the power of positive thinking, if you have critics contoning what you do, he thrives on that. They condone him for his self-confidence, for his bravado, for how he expresses himself during interviews, for his books, and he thrives in that. And so one may ask, is the positivity all around him or that he's surrounding himself with what we refer to in this first principle, the power of positive thinking? Is it just in every part of his cell? Who knows? And that's what moves him ahead. And then other people just follow and follow with him, even though he's just kind of moving ahead himself. And that's just a kind of thinking about the energy in that sense. Yet the power of positive thinking is very important. Here it is again. Trump's in the news. He's in the news? What could he be in the news for now? (laughs) He's always in the news. Every time you turn around, it's something coming from the mass media. But, you know, nobody talks about the real stuff. Well, somebody does. That's right. Check out our podcast, Oprah vs. Donald. Oprah, can you hear us? You're wondering what's it about? You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. The Kabbalion can get pretty intense, as you can tell with these podcasts, with the conversation between Susan and I. Sometimes reading and listening isn't the best way to absorb the energy. Believe it or not, testing yourself in a fun way with trivia helps you absorb the Kabbalion principles and propel. That's why Susan and I put together a fun ebook to help you do just that. Check it out on Amazon, download Think You Know the Kabbalion today, and have fun with the energy. I need to stop running The second principle is Isaac Newton's first law of inertia. And we all have heard about Isaac Newton in 
basically the first law of inertia states that every object in motion stays in motion until acted upon by an outside force. So basically when an object is moving along and there's momentum, the momentum is stopped when something interrupts its ahead movement. And so we take this theory and we apply it to people. You know, in this book, we looked at how Donald Trump kept his momentum and how he kept moving ahead no matter what came at him. And I think we partner this principle with presence. And he really stays in presence. And if you go all the way back and you look at the debates he had and everything, you know, reporters and interviewers would say, how was it? Did you prepare? And he would say, I had fun. It was great. And you could tell he was there present and he was responding in presence. It almost was like he didn't have anything memorized to share. So we were talking about momentum and it goes both ways. He kept his momentum going, yet part of his strategy was pushing everybody else off course. And I will never forget the moment when he said to Jeb Bush, he's like, you're low energy. And people can say he bullied and yeah, there was a part of it. But if you go to what he was doing is he was completely throwing them off course and they would stop. They wouldn't know what to say. They wouldn't know what to do. And that was part of his strategy was not only to keep his momentum going, but create a force that stopped others' momentum. Right. So he used it on both ways. I mean, and you know, the idea too is when he was consistently present, which is what we talked about, people didn't know what to say to him. And therefore, he kind of ran the debates. He said what he wanted, like him or not. I'm not saying I agree with anything he said. Right. I'm amazed that he got as far as he did with what he said. But what made it fascinating was how he did it. I think of things, I could sit here and badmouth him, I could say a lot of things about any of them. Yet it's the way he was able to move. There was nothing anyone could say that detracted him. It was almost like everything they said pushed him further along. His focus was pristine. I need to stop running from life, I know. I need to stop running away as I grow. The third principle is quantum physicists say that when we look at something, you change the way it behaves. So the minute we interact with something, whether we look at it, we communicate with it, there's a reaction, and that reaction creates a change in behavior. And when we align this with how Donald Trump responds to things, it looks like he touches this raw frustration that we all have. And somehow he acknowledges it and suggests that he feels it too, interacting with us. And when he starts to give some kind of solution or say he's looking for a solution or there will be a solution, you almost feel a little bit of, hey, this is a little bit of a different viewpoint. And you start to feel like something's happening, something's changing. The other thing that I want to add to just what you said is many times there is not a problem. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that you're aware of. And he all of a sudden brings something to the forefront where, oh my goodness, I didn't know there was a problem. And he creates the illusion of this is something that's going to impact you. And let me tell you how I'm going to help you with it. And then he words it in a way that makes you realize like, oh my gosh, I didn't know there was a problem. What are we going to do about this? And yet he states the problem. And before you even have a chance, you go into that mode of, oh no, he all, but don't worry, I have a solution. Right. So he affects us. There's a reaction. And whether we agree or not, there's a change. Yes. I'm going to go back when he was bringing up Mexico and Mm -hmm. the wall. He made it out to be such a horrible issue. And not only did he have the answer, but Then he had all the guards and everybody who's intimately involved in it. Oh, they all support me. They all want this to happen because we need to make our country safe and 
you know, and then of course we want our country safe. And here we are in a world where there's all this terrorism and, you know, you don't have to say much to get people in that, oh my God, there's terrorism. Are we safe? What's going to happen? Or is there going to be another bomb? So it doesn't take much. And in all honesty, I'm not a political person, but I don't think any of the terrorisms come from Mexico. We do have gangs. We do have problems. And I'm sure they've come, but I get news for you. You can look at any of the countries, outside countries, where the problems are, as well as problems within our country. And that stirring up factor. Okay, I'm going to go here. You could go to Oprah's talk show and things yes. that stirred up things. And yet there's a stay factor in that because stirring up things and getting people to this controversy state of questioning their beliefs mm-hmm. and questioning their actions and actually tuning in for more. Because you kind of want to know, okay, what else is going on? There's a reaction that occurs. And that affects you and that effect changes how you're going to keep on moving forward or not. This is such a powerful line. It's the second one, but I have to read the first one first. Talking about Trump, as he offers a different viewpoint, it makes us challenge our own way of thinking and our own beliefs. Belief is a powerful adhesive. And again, he's using the power of persuasion, positive thinking to create a belief that he can put upon a group of people and they have that similar belief and it's a huge adhesive. People who believe the same thing, it becomes a huge power. And again, we don't know him. We're looking at the science principle. And it's funny because if you go backwards through this, the question was, you know, what is his allurement? Why is everybody allured by him? And if you follow the track backwards about allurement, the minute you start questioning your own thoughts and beliefs, and how you interpret your own actions and what you're doing, you start to feel differently. Yeah. And And you start to feel like, hmm, that makes me feel differently. And there is a kind of a change there. Yes. And one of the things we have is he's waking the sleeping giant and creating a reaction. Right. So the question is, Oprah's worked with many controversial subjects, controversial people, and she's always been much more, I'll say for the most part, she appears to be unbiased. People are kind of tied to the politically correctedness. People want to be themselves. They want to be able to speak their mind. If you say, oh, you know, look at the chick over there. It's like, you're against women. You don't Mm -hmm. like women. And it's like, no, that's not the case at all. But everyone is afraid to say anything. Oprah has to be able to move from that unbiased. And she's done a little bit of it. You know, it'll be interesting to see if she can move into that space of, I can say what I want and I'm going to create what I want. And can she get the masses behind her? And so this is terrible to say, but there's an allurement with Donald Trump. There's an allurement with Oprah. But is it the same kind of allurement? That's a good question. Hey, folks. Julie and I do a whole lot of talking. But, you know, a lot of that comes from self-reflection and really looking at our lives and things that didn't make sense. And we sat down and figured out the questions that were important to us and some of the philosophy behind it. And we put it together in a journal. Check it out. And who doesn't love a good journal? Get your favorite pen and just get writing. Are you missing Samantha? Are you bewitched by the magic all around you? Then you will love the Endra scripts. It's a series of 10 really funny plays involving Endra, a very cool witch, but she's a whole lot more. Find the Endra scripts by Polonius, book and ebooks on Amazon. So what are we doing here, Susan? Oh, we're doing commercials. That's right, we're doing ads. But what are we selling? I don't know, what are we selling, Danny? I don't know, what are you selling? Everybody.
Somebody's selling something. Aren't we selling something? I don't know. My father used to ask me all the time, what the heck are you selling? <laughs> so I can imagine why, but let's get back to focus on what we're talking about here. We're talking about content. Content and energy. <laughs> and humor. Podcasts that take you out of the dumps. There's so many to choose from. Enjoy. And if you like the energy of this ad, hello, come along with us. Four podcasts, tons of books, tons of ebooks, everywhere. And meet the authors. <laughs> I need to stop running from life, I know. I need to stop running away as I grow. Principle number four is the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. And so we took this, and it's a quantum physics principle, and we took it, we ended up applying it to ourselves. And in that sense, what we translate it to is it makes sense that we can only be certain of one thing, either where we are or where we are going. And so once you choose to obtain a goal, it has to be one of those things. That's where your certainty is. And there's a focus aligned with that. And so we took that and we associated it with Donald Trump. And he was definitely, clearly focused at winning. And where he was going to be. Yes. There was never a doubt. And this principle doesn't mean that doubt doesn't arise in either one, where you're focused on and where you are or where you're focusing on where you're going to be. There's always going to be doubt, but that one steadfast does not leave, does not change. It's like a pit bull that holds on mm-hmm. and just does not waver. And the other candidates would talk, but at various times they would say, well, if this doesn't happen or I'd like to be Trump, just never entertained that. Right. And his focus was him and his focus was him being president. Right. And so it's terrible because as we were just conversing here, I started to think, well, wait, didn't people already ask Oprah and didn't she say no? So now is this a detracted principle for her? Do you know, he was checking it out and he was talking he said, to people. And... Right. Even with Oprah's interview that, well, if it works out, then I will run. He never said no. And, and then I, Oprah said no. And then she says, well, if I don't know if she said God think or whatever, God if, or if people... God, whatever mm-hmm. wants me to run, then I will run. And so can you weigh that as confidence or as steadfast focus? So looking at the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, where's the uncertainty? Is it where you are, where you're going? Which one is chosen there? And then one of the things we can't state, and I don't even go into the other Republican candidates at the time, but if we look at Hillary Clinton, we don't know what was going on behind the scenes. And was she as focused as everyone believes? This is pure speculation. Was she feeling that she was supposed to be the first woman president? Was that more of an obligatory position versus I want to be president? And I think the focus of what you're saying and saying that is just an impenetrable focus that Donald Trump has. And, you know, I even researched into golf because, you know, he's competing with himself and it's a clear focus. And everybody around said about him, once he undertakes something, he's in it to win. Well, I think that's when the very beginning, when they were introducing Donald and Melania Trump, she looked at him, she goes, well, you know, if you decide to run, you're going to win. And he went in with that, and he's got everyone behind him that says, oh, God, if he decides he's going to do it. I mean, even his family, I think his sister or someone was interviewed, like, you don't ever want to go up against him (laughs) because when he's decided. So that's, we're talking about Trump and this principle. 
and I don't know anything about Hillary Clinton, but sometimes it makes me wonder, was she felt an obligation? She wanted to be the first woman president. That's different than I'm going to be president of the Mm. United States. It's a different feeling. And I don't know as much. And I don't know enough about Oprah. I have no idea if that's within her. And we strive, I strive to be that clear about what it is I really want. And when you really shoot for that focus, and that's what your focus is, and you maintain that focus, and everyone knows how hard it is sometimes to maintain your focus, but if it's in every cell of your body, and again, I don't know Donald Trump, yet the resiliency of all these science principles and all the energy based around it just kind of shows that his focus was certainly winning. And I'm going to say it because it has to be said. He's also a man. You know, women are brought up to be caretakers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are many very powerful women out there, and there is a part of us that are caretakers. And so to be able to step out of that is challenging. I mean, Oprah has, for the most part, um, again, going on a limb, been a caretaker for all of the dysfunctional, victimized people in the world. So what's interesting, I think I would say, is not to step out of that, but to maintain your focus while being in that. Right. Because she can't can't be somebody else because she won't win. Right. She has to be herself because right. that's one thing Trump, I think, has changed is there is no set, this is how you act. People will come in and you have, I got to believe, the DNC and the RNC. This is what we do. This is how we do it. This is who you have to please. Trump said no. And that was a huge allurement for people. So can Oprah walk in because they're going to do to her like they've done to everyone else? Okay, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Can she be okay saying, I'm Oprah. I'm not going to be Trump. I'm not going to be Hillary. I'm not going to be Obama. I'm going to be Oprah Winfrey. And Mm. that's who I am. And I'm very clear on what I want. I'd love to see that happen. I don't know. Yes, that would be very cool. So those are the first four principles of the book. Donald J. Trump, do you stand with him? Who does he stand with? The science and energy behind Trump. You can find it on eipublishing.com. It's on Amazon and Google Play. And what we're going to do is call this part one, and we're going to enter into part two and part three, continuing this discussion, looking at the remaining principles all the way to 12. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to this production from EI Publishing in association with EI Alliance. Visit eipublishing.com for more energized podcasts and books. Find Donald J. Trump. Do you stand with him? Who does he stand with? The science and energy behind Trump as a book or ebook on Amazon and Google Play. Find Growing Pains by New Threads on their self-titled album available on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, or at newthreads.us.